Hello Supermom, I'm glad you're here. This is the special needs Supermom podcast. The glass of wine for your mind. Your tribe where you can relax, unwind and get stronger and more confident about your superpowers. I'm Nadine Villeur, your host. Supermom of an autistic wonderboy and a supergirl battling juvenile arthritis. All while being a military spouse and international entrepreneur. Enjoy your glass of wine. This episode is about things not to say to a special needs parent and how to respond to them. Like unwanted so-called advice, there's a long list of things you should never say to a parent of a special needs kid. Here's my top list of the most annoying ones and how I deal with it. The dealing part is part experience and part the mood I am I'm in, to be honest. You ready? Number one, he looks normal. He doesn't look autistic at all. So I'm just making it up. Am I overbearing? Whatever do you want me to do with this comment? Never ever say to a, a special needs parent, oh, he looks normal, he looks fine. Yeah, we're just making it up, really. We can't do anything with this comment, so just don't bother saying it at all. It's not a compliment. If you have a kid with ADHD, you might recognize the following. Oh, that's just a made-up new disease. When I was young, blah, 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 blah. That there wasn't a label for it back then doesn't mean it didn't exist. I remember the first book written about really busy boys in a classroom was 1835. And they just say, you know, boys need their space and need their room and need to wiggle. And it might be true, but that that there was already written documentation about this in 1835 should tell you something. This isn't a new thing going on. ADHD is not a new Western modern disease. It's a real thing. So, you know, you might have a thing about it, but don't ever comment that to a parent who has to deal with a lot of shit because their ADHD kids can't sit still in class, has a huge problem accomplishing tasks. It's not helpful at all. Number three, you're sure it's not a behavioral thing? You know, it comes close with the ADHD and the autism. The behavioral thing followed by the, you should be more strict. Thank you so much for judging my parenting. That was all I needed after this awful day. Because that's really what you're saying. If you're mentioning, you know, isn't it a behavioral thing? Or you should be more strict. Apparently I'm doing a lousy job. Thank you for that. Number four. Did you read this study about autism and vaccination? Blah, blah, blah. Or vaccination and whatever disease at the moment. My son, uh, my oldest wonder boy of 16 years old, is the absolute mix of my ADHD personality and my hobbies more autistic way of thinking. So he is our kid. There, it has nothing to do with vaccination. You might have your opinion about vaccination, especially in the COVID-19 era we're living in. At the moment, I'm finding that fascinating because does this mean that you're not going to get the COVID-19 vaccination or is it suddenly a whole new discussion? So really, apparently I caused the disease of my kid with giving him a vaccination against a terrible disease that happened in the Middle Ages and we now found a cure for Don't comment on this. Number five. Have you tried cutting out carbs, dairy, multivitamins, no sugar? 
you should have your kids on curcuma because it's an anti-inflammatory vitamin or whatever. I have a team of specialists behind me for both my daughter battling juvenile arthritis and my son with autism and ADHD. Seriously, if the answer would be cutting out all dairy or sprinkling everything with curcuma, what's uh, a topic in, in the juvenile arthritis world, you know, don't you think I maybe already would have tried it or the specialists would be convinced that this is the cure? And don't start the battle of that we're being taken hostage by the pharmaceutical industry and that the cure is that simple. It's not. It's not about cutting out the carbs or adding more multivitamins to the diet. Multivitamins, by the way, should you get by eating more fruit and vegetables. A good example of that uh, sugar and food coloring most of the time doesn't have to do anything with ADHD was an experience in England where they tested two groups uh, of children. One group uh, had a child's party with, you know, the clown, trampolines, kids running around, but they only had healthy snacks. So there were carrots and, you know, little uh, sandwiches, but nothing, no, no chips, no uh, lollipops, no candy whatsoever. And then they had the group and they were able to eat whatever they want. There were piles of chips and all the candy in the world. But the only thing they did for that party was watching a movie. Can you guess which uh, group of kids came home completely overstimulated and bouncing off the walls? It was not the kids that had all the sugar. It was the kids that had... A party with no regulations, people running all over the place, too much stimulation. So food often doesn't have to do with things. It can be, of course, especially when you're dealing with diabetics and, and everything. But autism, food and juvenile arthritis, there's no proof whatsoever. So please don't tell a parent with a special needs kids if it's mental or, you know, physical that they should just follow a keto diet. Number six, something that will really bother me. And I think most parents, especially when you just had a rough day, the comment, it will be all right. No, it won't. This comment undermines the seriousness of the illness. And it doesn't acknowledge my despair at the moment. When I just came out of the hospital and the test results of my daughter were shitty and we know we have to look for a new medication don't comment with it will be all right you know in the future blah 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 maybe you have you know this crystal ball and you can tell the future please lend me the crystal ball then but you don't know it and at that moment i don't i just want to be acknowledged and i don't want to get the whole oh it will be all right in the end blah 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 number seven aren't you a bit overbearing this comment is helping me. How exactly? There's probably a reason that most special needs parents are overbearing. We even have mental or physical condition that our kids are dealing with that we have to monitor quite closely. We have to help them with either their medication or the daily schedule. So no, I'm not overbearing. Please don't say that. Number eight. Oh, I know someone who has autism as well. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, your third cousin or your second neighbor's kids. Great that you know somebody as well. That doesn't mean that you're in my shoes or can tell me what I should do or 
what I shouldn't, what my kid is capable of or not. Number nine, I got this comment a lot. At least you don't have a job or at least you do have a job. So when uh, we came back from the States, that was in 2013, we were uh, stationed in Kansas and we came back. So my kids, her, uh, my daughter's juvenile arthritis was all over the place. We couldn't get it in check because we had this climate difference between Kansas and the Netherlands. And my son had a hard time adjusting to the Dutch system. I decided not to have, not to go out for a job. In my field, I was able to find a job and work 40 hours a week, 60 hours a week. I was not going to do that. I wanted to be there for my kids. And thank God uh, we were able to do that. And my husband was able to make enough money to provide for all of us. But they needed a lot of care, a lot of care. So I chose to be there for them at that moment. But the comments I got that I didn't have a job at all. And oh, apparently I had all the time in the world. No, I didn't because... The reason I didn't work was that my kids needed all this extra help. The moment I started the job, the funny thing was, it was not good enough either. It was also not a good choice. Everybody was keep on saying to me that, you know, but do you really have time enough now for your kids to help them? Or do you really have time for... So damned if I do, damned if I don't. Just praise them. Whatever the special needs parent is doing, Praise them. Number 10. Oh my. You only get what you can handle. Or God only gives to you what you can handle. Excuse me? Was there a choice? So I would get a kid with a mental or a physical disease. And what was the other choice? Just leave them there or trade them? What I can handle? You grow in what you can handle. And they're really, like I said... There's no choice, so you only get what you can handle is BS. Number 11. Oh, I don't know how you do it. Oh, I could never give my kids a shot or an IV. You know, yes, you can. If you have to, if you're in a situation, it's like number 10, you only get what you can handle. I don't know how you do it. Well, because I have to. Sometimes, you know, you get this comment, especially when you have, you're there with a couple of friends, you all have a glass of wine or whatever, and the kids and the parents that have 40-hour jobs and normal, you know, between little, you don't see my fingers at the moment, but I'm making these little marks like so-called normal kids. They look at me going like, oh, I don't know how you do it. And I'm like, what do you want me to say now? doesn't help me, doesn't acknowledge anything. I'm just doing my job as a mom. There's no other choice, no matter you're, if you're a special needs parent or not a special needs parent. You just do what you have to do. Number 12. We know people that believe more in the yeah alternative route, so to say. So we actually got a comment one day that my son should be rebirthing. He should go through the process of rebirthing because that would reset his mind and then he would come out okay again. Really? I'm still flabbergasted by that comment. Or people that say, oh, you should just find your energy levels, blah, 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 and then he will find his... If it, again, was this easy to say rebirthing, really, does anybody ever want to be born again because the first time was so much fun 
There's something serious going on with our kids. There's a reason for science. Back off with that comment. You know, we had a rebirthing comment from somebody and that person was in tears. Oh, you should really rebirth because apparently, okay, that person really wanted to help us, but she was judging us majorly. And all we did was trusting science and a specialist team behind our kids. And excuse me, I have a little bit more faith in the specialists who trained for this for centuries with a lot of knowledge in the background. And sometimes, you know, the knowledge is quite new because they just recently discovered something. But that sounds, yeah, maybe call me silly that I, I trust in them more than this wooey-wooey guru somewhere that just wrote a book and the only experience he has or the science he has is his feeling of the universe. Back off. Really, don't talk to us that way. So, how do I deal with this? You can already tell from my voice that sometimes I get a little bit angry. Really, sometimes I'm flabbergasted. Sometimes I'm just dumbstruck. Sometimes I'm really annoyed or downright angry. Experience can help. I had it once that my mom, when my daughter got a wheelchair, my mom really said, oh, don't you think you're just giving in a little bit too much? She's just a little bit too lazy. Just like she said when my daughter was four or five and we picked her up a lot because she was tired and she said she had pain and she couldn't walk. We would pick our daughter up and uh, carry her when we were in an amusement park or in a, in a zoo. At the time, we didn't know di- diagnosis of juvenile arthritis yet. But, you know, it was a clear sign. The fact that a few, li- few years later, we got a wheelchair and you get the comment of, ah, you're not really giving in. I got so angry. I got so upset. There's a reason the state is even funding this for us. There's a reason that even specialists say, you know, this can help her enjoy a day in a theme park because yes she can walk one minute but the other minute she can rest in the wheelchair because she doesn't have to walk from one side of Disney World to the other side of the park and those little rests of 15 minutes 30 minutes make it possible for her to enjoy a real day a full day in an amusement park it's already hard enough that she has it if she would have the choice She wouldn't use the wheelchair. Sometimes she really doesn't want to bring the wheelchair. And we end up picking picking it out of the car anyway. Or, you know, having to carry her. And she's now 14 years old. So that's not that easy anymore. My first advice to you, especially when you're new to this. Never, ever defend yourself. I did it for years. And it didn't make me feel strong at all. It made me angry and upset. Because it felt like I was failing my kids. wasn't good enough. Often those comments you get is by people thinking they're helpful. But really, are they? So shut them down. Because otherwise they will never stop. You know, we are the specialists here. We're taking our kids to the hospital. We listen to the specialists. We get extra help where needed. We read and read and read tons of info. And as a parent, deep down, you know what is best for your kids and for you. What might work for the special needs kids of your friend might not work for you. You know, my oldest son is going to a special needs high school. And when he and his friends are here, and he has like four or five uh, friends, and they're all 
having some kind of autism thing going on. But they're all completely different. So one has authority issues. One has this scattered mind. The other one is, you know, the ADHD is evident in his case. So there's no one fixed solution for those five boys that are all uh, diagnosed with autism, but they're all completely different, all need a totally different approach. So those people with those comments, shut them down, shut them off, because they're otherwise will never ever stop. And shutting down can be, you know, getting angry and having to raise your voice. Or maybe it's just enough to say, appreciate your concern. And, you know, just leave it with that. Or, you know, maybe say thank you. We have our team of specialists and we do, we know what to do and what works and doesn't. And sometimes, you know, I'm just sarcastic saying, oh, so you say it will be okay? Great. You have a crystal ball. Can I borrow it? So it also sometimes depends on the mood, but also depends on how stupid the remark is or whether I just came out of the hospital or not. When I just heard some terrible news, I don't want to hear it will be okay because it won't be okay. Especially when you're in this game for a little bit longer, it doesn't help at all. You just want to be acknowledged. And afterwards, you know, after somebody said something stupid, I hug my kids. I'm feeling strong within my tribe and my tribe is my family, my hobby, my kids and me. And when my hobby is deployed, It's just my kids and me. And that's my fortress. That's the only thing that matters. That's where my power is. And to make sure you keep your superpowers and don't spend it on people that really in the end don't matter. Shut them down. Use your superpowers to do so. You know, even when you're still in the beginning of your journey, what's best for you and for your kids. Believe in yourself. You're a supermom. My fellow supermoms, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If so, please subscribe. Let me know what you think and tag me on Instagram at Nadine van Leer. And you might win the monthly one-hour special needs supermom coaching session. Stay sane and stay happy. Until the next glass of wine.